Welcome to the latest uh, Clear Cruise podcast, uh, where once again we have assembled three uh, cruise veterans, experts, um, passionate people about the industry who can talk about uh, our current situation and, of course, uh, what's happening for the future or what we think will happen in the future. So in no apparent order, uh, Angie Redhead, who is head of cruise uh, for Liverpool, the city of Liverpool, uh, Gary Peters, who's editor for Cruise Trade News, uh, and Giles Hawke, who's managing director of Avalon Waterways. So firstly, thank you all for joining me. Um, let's start with what's been happening for the last five or six months um, and to nobody in particular, um, but maybe start with you, Angie. How have you found the last five months, both professionally but also personally? Um, well, professionally, obviously, it's been a challenge. I, I manage a number of uh, different venues as well as the cruise terminal in Liverpool, and we've, we're always optimistic in Liverpool. And so even on, with the onset of this pandemic, we moved immediately almost to react and recovery phase. Um, but the circumstances, as with everybody, were really out of our control. You know, it was personally, it was just a sad moment last week, the last three cruise ships that we had in our calendar that we were hopeful we would be able to operate. Uh, they cancelled so that for 2020, all of our cruise ships are no longer here. So personally, it's been challenging. I've been in the workplace since day one. You know, I work for the city council, so we wear a number of hats and with our kind of ops and logistics expertise, we then delivered the food, emergency food response for the city. So I have to say it's been hugely rewarding. It's great to deploy your skills, but I miss the day job. And um, we are definitely in that place now where we're looking towards 2021. We know it's gonna look different, but we're still optimistic and we're ready to make the changes that we need to. That's it. Yeah, Giles, from an, from an operator perspective, um, how is it being for you? Um, yeah, it's tough. It's, uh, you know, having to cancel all our cruises, get everybody home and then going through the year on a sort of rolling basis, cancelling cruises, cancelling tours um, and, and really letting customers down um, about the sort of dream holiday they planned. It, it's difficult. I mean, there's, a, there's obviously a financial business impact, but it's actually, you know, I, I believe that in this industry, we're in the business of delivering dreams. And this pandemic is shattering lots of dreams for lots of people um, and yeah clearly these people will be able to travel at a later date but it, it's it makes it hard and I think you know for our teams they're used to selling holidays selling the selling that dream um, sending people away and giving them an amazing experience and so a lot of the things that we've all been doing have almost been quite negative you know we're cancelling holidays we're yeah. trying to rearrange we're giving people sort of bad news and I think you know, we, we've done a lot in our business around um, motivation and communication and just trying to keep everybody together, even though we're sort of remotely based now, but just trying to uh, maintain the sort of culture that we have of, of a sort of family. I mean, we're, we're part of the global fa Globus family of brands and we do act like a family. So we've done a lot to try and keep us all feeling sort of upbeat, positive. And, you know, it, it's... There, there are days when it's harder than others, I think, for everybody, but we're trying to sort of rally around and support each other as well. And, you know, we're also very conscious that our business partners are suffering. So we're very focused on supporting travel agents. We've kept some of our sales team on, even though we've had a lot of people on furlough, just to be available, just to support travel agents and be there. And we've, we've focused really hard on making sure we're getting 
refunds and everything else through very, very quickly so that, that you know, people aren't left out of pocket, whether it be a travel agent or whether it be a customer. And, and you, talk, you, you talk about the impact um, on other businesses. And, and uh, Angie, I'll just come quickly back to you because actually, as a city, of course, it's not just the loss of the ships from, from the city, but obviously the income to, to a number of businesses. Yeah, you know, uh, culture and tourism, uh, as we say here, is the rocket fuel to our regeneration in the city over the past 20 years. It supports 40,000 jobs. It's a three billion pound economy. And for us, hospitality, tourism, that visitor economy is absolutely integral to the city. Uh, internationally, you know, our visitors uh, contribute massively uh, to our economy. All of that is stopped. And so cruise is integral to that. You know, just £14 million alone comes from cruise passenger spend in the city. And so our recovery really is integrated with the whole tourism visitor economy in the city. And I think what we do very well in Liverpool is we work as a community. Uh, all of our key stakeholders are on the same page. We've worked together to develop our recovery plan for 2021. And, and for now, to be honest, because we're focusing yeah. on the, the domestic visitor at the moment. Barry, from, from your perspective, you obviously talk to different operators, different travel agents. What, what kind of stories are you hearing from, from what's been happening for the last five months? Uh, well, I think, you know, just to reinforce what Angie and Giles said, it's, it's been a very difficult period. Um, you know, it seems like it's been going on for a lot longer than five months and it just seems to have sort of stretched out along a long time frame. Um, you know, there's been, say, a lot of difficulty and... Um, you know, sadly, you know, businesses are suffering financially and obviously that, that affects bottom line and unfortunately jobs. Um, from our point of view, you know, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind of change. You know, we've had to completely alter publishing schedules, completely change different sections in the magazine. So it's certainly certainly been a, an extremely tough time. And I think like cruise lines, the cruise media is still adapting. You know, every day there are there are changes and and different policies coming in so you know we've had to follow follow that and um you know it's certainly been different to produce cruise content when there certainly aren't any cruises sailing that has certainly been a, a challenge Charles do you hear from any agent in particular who who maybe um have, have changed their business model over the last couple of months or or, or, or have Avalon changed their business model over the last couple of months to adapt um I'm not hearing lots of people change drastically. I think people are considering, you know, are there, are there products they, they might want to sell that they haven't previously sold? You know, what I'm hearing is there's a little bit of focus around selling domestic holidays that maybe people wouldn't have focused on so much, you know, particularly as it's apparent that you can now, in theory, take a domestic holiday. And I think, you know, so people are adapting a little bit, but I, what's most of the adaptation seems to be around you know certainly from an operator perspective how do we make our holidays sort of fit within a new way of working how do we make them fit within um the sort of legal frameworks that, that you have to provide from the safety perspective um i i think the longer this goes on the more likely we are to see slight adaptations to business models and i mean one of the one of the challenges that lots of cruise lines have is we generally sell internationally and I think that the way the situation is with different COVID situations in different countries is really impacting on 
how you can operate because you know one day you can bring people from this country to somewhere and the next day you can't and that changing that sort of shifting sands i think is going to make things really difficult um but i can see that probably possibly bringing some new sort of business models and new ways of operating um we, we've talked a lot about the last few months we should hopefully uh, now turn to look forward a little bit and there has been the return of some cruising uh, you, river cruising has restarted on some rivers by some operators we've some seen some ocean cruising so does that give you all optimism for the winter or for 2021 and you, you you've talked about a little bit about 2021 how are you is there some optimism there there's, there's always optimism here and you know our calendar as it stands nothing has changed in 2021 but we're also realistic as well and we know that there will be changes I think it's also it's about that cruise experience how do we extend the offer on the ship into the destination and still deliver on on what Liverpool the essence of Liverpool is really and that's as a city what we're working on now is how do we bring back not just domestic visitors, but international visitors in a safe and meaningful way without impacting too much on that immersive experience that Liverpool really specialises in. You know, we've um, developed a, a programme called Liverpool Without Walls, which is basically bringing the inside outside. We've pedestrianised whole streets to bring the hospitality sector out onto these beautiful uh, architectural roads that are in Liverpool. And that's been a massive success. And so I actually think that we will just adopt that as business as usual, really. Why would we go back? It's been so well received. Um, but, you know, we are optimistic for 21. We will support the cruise industry in whatever way we can to play our part. And as you know, we're working collectively with cruise lines and ports together to, to develop mm. the, the, the offer. And we'll continue to do that because one thing is for sure, I think, Passengers want to go cruising. I think they will compromise on certain things, but it's how far that you can compromise before the product isn't the product anymore. I think that's what we're all working through at the moment. Gary, do you hear anything from other operators around some optimism for 2021 or thoughts on 21? Yeah, I mean, I definitely you know there's there are some positive signs recently of, of lines returning and getting back out there. I think the the thing is and you know, Angie touched on this just there. In terms of for months now, we've had nothing but bad press in terms of, of cruise. And the key is now to really sell the consumer the new message. You know, lines are back out there. 2021 offers are good. You know, there are fantastic itineraries. Yes, you know, they will change and they'll be different. But the core product of a great holiday is still there. So really now we have to sort of, I think, break down that almost that barrier that has been put up in front of the consumer as in cruises, you know, all those negative headlines around cruise and really push through that and make it a positive one. Angie. Yeah. I, I'm just going to add uh, to that and say that, that there is a real heart and mind <coughs> campaign behind this. You know, we, we were chatting Andy the other day about this. Yeah. Yes. It's important to bring the, the passenger back on board the ship, but I think equally, it's important that those ports and the citizens and residents within those ports are also ready to welcome back those ships. Now, we definitely don't have a problem with that in Liverpool. We love anything that floats <laughs> on the Mersey here, particularly a cruise ship. But certainly I already feel that we need to start that positive messaging in advance of 21. 
to say we pride ourselves on the welcome that we give to these ships so let's let's continue to do that and so I think yeah hearts and minds that lovely kind of messaging around cruising and that emotional connection that people have with the sea is really important. And Gary is working in the media do you feel some responsibility or do you feel that there's a bit of weight on your shoulders to make sure that people understand that <laughs> Because, because obviously the cruise lines again will go and are going to great lengths to ensure that cruising resumes and, and does so safely. But do you feel that that you need to report that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, as I mentioned at the start, there you know, there's been so many daily changes and itineraries changing constantly. Um, in terms of pressure, um, absolutely. You know, there's a weight on our shoulders to report fairly and sure that we give give the information that, you know, from our point of view that travel agents can then use to, to talk to their, to their clients. Um, but on the whole, I think cruise lines have been extremely active in, in pushing out these, these new measures and safety protocols, you know, from a media perspective, they've been very good, very good with us. Um, and I think, you know, we've kind of taken on some new formats within what we do, you know, we're, we're putting together more stuff that explains what is currently happening on board for those that are sailing um, how excursions may change in the future and, and as of now, of course, on some of the rivers that are, that are operating. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's always been pressure to, to put out good quality content for agents, but I think even more so now when information for clients is possibly even more important. Um, yeah. You know, there's been uh, late nights and a few sleepless ones, but it's, it's been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Andy, it, it, talking you know around sort of positivity and, and things looking forward I mean we, we feel pretty confident about 2021 I know we, we are going to need either a, a cure or a vaccine to get that real full confidence but certainly we, we did a survey of our Avalon database uh, two weeks ago and we had a massive response which shows that people are thinking about holidays they're engaged you know, they want to find out more, they want to know more, and they want to share their views. But 50, 52% of our people who responded said they were going to book a river cruise holiday in 2021. 12% um, said they'd book one within the next six months. And then uh, the remainder said they would book in 2022. So, you know, there there's clearly is pent up demand of people waiting for, if you like, the, the green light to say, everything's good to go. And I think we will see the floodgates open. And, and actually for us, for Avalon for next year, at the moment, we're ahead of where we were the same time last year for 2020. Now, who knows where that will go to and who knows if we, you know, if the situation continues and we have to cancel cruises, but you know, we're, we're taking a very sort of confident view that we will be operating, we'll be operating um, with full ships um, and we've got all the protocols in place. And, and I guess, what I'm seeing around cruising is the protocols that river and ocean lines are putting in place. They're, they're more rigorous than the protocols of going to a restaurant or, or a hotel in the UK. And I think, you know, we probably need to do a lot to get that message across that, you know, when you travel and you travel on a cruise, you're actually getting higher levels of safety, higher levels of protocol than people are legally obliged to, to carry out in the UK. And I think that's really important as a, as a safety message for, for customers. Um, and and, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're quite right. The sector has always gone above and beyond. And I think that's certainly true in, in, in this case. In, in terms of your encouragement, are you, are you happy to see river cruising uh, recommence on some of those European rivers this summer? 
yeah, I mean, we're, we're not running our recruiters at the moment. We, because of our international sourcing and Americans not being able to come, and that, that they are a big chunk of our business. You know, financially, it's probably less viable to run uh, our river cruises. Um, but it's, it's good to see it happening. It's good to see that the, the sort of local, if you like, one locally within Germany, within France, the, the governments there are seeing that river cruises are viable and runnable in this sort of environment. And it's also good to see that the UK government did a bit of a U-turn um, and recognised that uh, river cruises were okay for British passengers to travel on. I think the bigger issue we've got for Brits is this sort of um, very uh, draconian quarantine approach that we're taking at the moment, which I think is just damaging confidence in travelling generally. And so even though we know that you could go on a river cruise on the, on the Rhine and all the protocols are in place, actually from a customer perspective, the confidence that if I book and if I travel, will I still be able to travel? What happens if I travel and then, then that goes onto the FCO don't travel list and I have to quarantine when I get home. So I think there's some, there's some challenges that the travel industry overall has. And I think it probably with the average age of, of cruisers and maybe river cruisers, there's probably a little bit more uncertainty in the mix as well. And we often, when we talk about river cruising, we often talk about European river cruising. It's where most Brits will start their river cruise ex holiday experience. But um, there are, of course, rivers internationally that the guests can go to. But does the same rule apply for those rivers in Asia and, and North America? I think so. I mean, what, what we're seeing, there appears, I mean, in our touring product, we are seeing quite a lot of demand for North America for 2021. And um, so obviously people are expecting, again, that things are going to be good. But I think that long, that I, what we're seeing is less demand for long haul than we might normally expect. So whether there's a closer to home level of comfort that people might feel, um, I, I don't know. But, but it does seem that long haul is, is proving a little bit less popular at the moment. Um, Gary, from, from your perspective, what are you hearing from ocean and river operators around kind of that confidence to cruise in 2021? I mean, kind of what Giles said, I mean, there is pent up demand there and there is certainly, I think the majority of cruisers are, you know, they've had months in lockdown and obviously their itinerary is cancelled and they look at 2021 as their chance to, to get back out there and, and enjoy their cruise. So I think there is a a, a degree of confidence around cruising for 2021. I still think we have a very big challenge in terms of spreading that message wider. Um, you know, we have to, I think as an industry, really look to promote again to, you know, new to cruise because obviously that was a growing area pre-COVID. Um, and unfortunately, I think, you know, that may take a hit as we start to come out of it purely for, because of, you know, they're inexperienced on ships and they don't fully understand what the cruise experience is like so while there is a degree of confidence i still think we need to push messages further and harder um you know from the trade media sides you know we've done you know we came back with our first print issue in july august after an initial suspension for obvious reasons um and we got great feedback from that so you know there's plenty of information out there um i just think we you know we need to push the message harder 2021 positive signs um could we do better i think so uh well it's, well, it's good to hear some positivity <laughs> positivity is always good 
Giles, in terms of some of those trends that we saw in River Cruise, are they ignoring 2020 for a moment? Of course, we're only just over halfway through the year, but ignoring 2020, are some of those trends that we've seen um, going to come back in 2021 around wellness, around you know some of the activities that guests will do, around some of the new rivers that are being explored? I, I, I would say it's, yeah, gar- guaranteed they're going to come back. I think one of the things around lockdown that I'm understanding and hearing and reading uh, is that people are finding more focus around wellness, more focus around sort of self-fulfillment, self-actualization. And I think people will carry that through to the holiday choices they're making. So I envisage that we will see people wanting that sort of outdoor time. They'll want to go and do the bike, you know, take the bikes out from the ship or go for walks or have different experiences rather than um, maybe the more traditional jump in a coach and go and see something. I think moving from seeing to doing is going to become an even bigger trend. Um, I think, again, that, that sort of exploring, whether that comes back in 21 or maybe that will take a little bit longer because to Gary's point around um, maybe we're going to see more regular cruisers cruise next year and it might take a little bit longer for new to cruise to come in. And um, so we might, we might find that people will do things that they're safe, they feel safe with, they know that they're comfortable with and maybe that sort of more adventurous side may take a little longer to come back. But I think all of this is so tied to, you know, what happens with COVID uh, in, in the coming weeks and months. You know, do we see a massive spike during the winter? Do we see a vaccine? Do we see a cure? Do we see a better treatment? And I think all, all of the, the things that we're looking forward to for next year are sort of highly dependent on not having you know another sort of four month five month lockdown period having a having a completely different sort of next six months to the six months we've just had yeah i i I wonder about people's choice of destinations and holiday experiences i wonder whether there's a piece that certainly for, for me personally um i've been thinking about all the places i really want to go to that i haven't thought about before and so i'll add them to my list but um but maybe that makes me slightly unusual i don't know but um (laughs) But, but, but in, terms of, in terms of destinations, do you think people will choose places that are, are very much close to home and that they are very familiar with? Well, certainly, you know, some of the stories people will have heard about, you know, when lockdown happens, struggling to get back from far-flung destinations, will will be preying on some people's minds and they'll want to think, I can get back pretty easy, I can jump on a train if I have to, I can, you know, I can even walk if I needed to. Um, so I think I think closer to home, in the in the short to medium term, I think closer to home we'll see probably the most the most demand. And you couldn't get more close to home maybe than Angie and her uh, <laughs> her wonderful city of Liverpool. In terms of your uh, you you obviously get a lot of international guests into the city, both by cruise and, and non cruise. Um, but presumably you've missed that international mix this year. But are you hoping that all tourism will come back in 2021? Yeah, we, we are, obviously, like every, every destination, hoping for that. But our campaign at the minute is uh, called Love Your Liverpool, which is about encouraging that domestic tourism. There's a lot of preconceived perceptions uh, about Liverpool, but anybody that vi- that's visited, certainly in the past 10 years, just falls in love with the place. And so it's not too hard to bring them back. Uh, obviously, football is a major component, though, as well, from a tourism perspective. Massive uh, fans from Norway, particularly, 
that just come to the city over and over again. So we're certainly missing that. But what we are seeing is the city is still vibrant. People are visiting here. They're choosing to stay here. Our hotels are doing okay. It's just in a different way. And so for us, it's about recreating our product really to encourage that repeat business and, and to say, you know, we are more than the Beatles. We absolutely are more than the Beatles, but that's a key component of our offer as well. And, and thankfully, that is something that there will always be interest in. That's not waning as the generations pass. So, but for us, it is about bringing that international market back, whether it's on a flight or on a ship. Right. It doesn't really make much difference to us. And, and reinvention is a word I hear quite a lot about cruise as well as other tourism sectors. And, and you'll have to forgive me, I don't know much about football, but I think this year Liverpool did all right. Am I, am I in the right ball? <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And I think, you know, from a city point of view, that was a key moment. You know, we, we do homecoming parades. That's part of what my team do as well. And the last homecoming parade we did for uh, Liverpool was 750,000 people on the streets and so the, there's another side to that we've had to postpone that homecoming parade but rest assured they won't forget that we owe them one <laughs> that's something that we'll definitely do in the future when we can do it safely mustn't must forget the blue half of liverpool though just uh... <laughs> well, yeah but that's true that's true and, and of course we all love them both equally i'm sure anyway yes <laughs> um, just very quickly, because I'm conscious of time and we're almost out of time, but um, in terms of places, uh, and you, they don't have to be cruisers, but in terms of places that you're, you're looking forward to returning to, maybe in 2021, maybe towards the end of the year, is there anywhere on your list that you, you're free to admit that you're excited about returning to? Giles, let's start with you. You're talking personally or, yes, or personally, professionally? Absolutely, personally. Personally, well, I've, I've been to the Alps this summer and had an absolutely amazing time. And, and I'd love to get, get back out to the Alps at, uh, and great outdoors and uh, just the, the amazing views. I'm, at, I'm actually quite excited. I would like to do one of our active and discovery cruises. I've never done one. And I, and I love the idea of being, you know, having that sort of comfort and the food and not having to unpack, but being able to do really great stuff and then move along a river and see stuff as you go so I, I would like to do one of active and discovery cruises and i think and i think next year might be the year to do it because one of my views on all of this is you know if, if we're selling holidays to people we need to be confident ourselves as, as executives in the business that they are safe to go on and that we you know it's a bit like uh, old what's his name victor kyan when he bought remington you know it's, it's almost i love it so much about the company i think we we need to be out there doing this stuff to say you know, I'm confident that I can go on this cruise that protocols are all in place. It's going to be an amazing experience and I'll come back, you know, well and healthy and safe. And I, and I, I feel very strongly about that approach as, uh, for, for sort of industry executives and people sort of leading. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and of course, the travel agent community and our cruise, our friends in the cruise media are, are really important people as well to see out and about. Gary, where are you looking, talking of cruise media, where are you looking forward to? <laughs> um, well, I've pretty much spent the last five months in my flat in Romford, so I am absolutely desperate to get back on a ship. Um, I think next year, personally, um, I would love to do Alaska. That's been on my list for a little while now. Um, but to be honest, Andy, I would happily board a ship anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree with you. And Alaska is <laughs> a, very, a very special place, very special place. Angie, 
Uh, for me, well, I, I love long haul travel. I've been in the travel industry, you know, 30 years. But my second home is Ibiza and I've really missed just being able to pop over on a Liverpool to Ibiza flight and be sitting in my friend's apartment three hours later. I think, you know, I've, I've taken that for granted maybe over the years. I just can't wait to do that. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think we've taken a lot of things for granted and travel and destinations and all of those amazing experiences that cruise offers are, are certainly some of them. But um, thank you. Thank Where you. are you going, Andy? Where are you Where going? Where am I going? Yeah. I'd like to... Um, you see, I, 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 many places I'd like to, but I think to Gary's point, there are so many places now that I thought I've not been there before. I'd like to go there now. So I think for me, it's a case of looking at some of those bucket list destinations in my head and start to, to make some concrete plans to do them because, you know, we have taken things like that for granted. It'll be good to get that opportunity back again. So but thanks for thanks for asking and thank you very much for joining us uh angie gary giles thank you for your time um we will be back with another clear cruise podcast uh in the coming weeks but thank you very much for joining us thank you thanks andy thanks, thanks andy. Guys. thank you